It's WrestleMania season, bitch. Hi, Spots and Cheap Pops. We're back. We're on the air in Silicon Sea Valley. And my friend, partner on this show, and that's it. That's it. Just Body Dottie. We hate each other behind the scenes. <laughs> we really. We, uh, I wanted to use real glass in a, in a, in a spot, and you didn't let me, so we had issues. Cry me a river, yeah. little bitch. Are you starting to feel like a scapegoat? Well, you know what? Let's get rid of this negativity, because it is WrestleMania <laughs> season, and when it's WrestleMania season, you know what time it is. Oh, yeah, baby. It's time for the Royal Rumble preview show from High Spots and Cheap Pops. Nobody does it better than us. It's just that simple. A lot of people are saying these guys are pretty darn good. Some are saying, eh, which is good enough for me, too. Sounds like a rave review to me. I'm fine with it. All right, Vladi Dotty, Royal Rumble. Only four matches. This is going to be one of our quicker preview ma- preview shows. Yeah, but let's get to it without any further ado. 30 men, 30 women, nobody's friends, everybody for themselves. It's the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and Vadi Dottie, we're off. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so let's start off with, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the United States Championship match. We got none other than champion Logan Paul against. One of my personal favorites, Kevin Owens. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll start off, and I'm going to go Logan Paul. Absolutely. Logan Paul is probably holding this till WrestleMania. I pred- and I think we both think that LA Knight might be the one taking it off him in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think that's the way <laughs> things are going to go. So now here's the question. Do you want me to do the world title match now or wait till the end? Let's do the women's Royal Rumble match. Okay. Uh, women's Royal Rumble, Rumble match, um, pretty intriguing. Do you want me to go first in terms of the winner, or you want to go? Or you, I'll go first. Discuss? All right. This one, and then you could go first the second for the men's. How's that okay. fair? Sounds good. Sounds really fair. I mean, the only layup here is a Logan Paul one, and you got to go first. That's kind of bullshit, though, right? <laughs> I didn't even do my picks yet. It's all on the fly. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the women's Royal Rumble, there's there are the three options. We have either Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, or Bailey. Those are really the three that has everyone's mind. There's three over here, and there's about two in the other one. Maybe three in the other one, but we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to the men's Royal Rumble last. That's gonna be the interesting picks between you and I. And what I'm thinking here is I'm first I'm thinking Bailey, right, Lottie? Bailey, everything. She's kind of become an underdog a little bit, starting to become a sympathetic character, pretending like she's a leader when she's clearly not. When the when the it's just literally they are you can just counting the days down until damage control kicks her out and beats her within an inch of her life. And then Becky possibly comes to her. But it seems that I don't know if it's Becky. I think Becky and Rhea is a big time match and Bailey might have a match with someone from damage control. So with that said though, Bailey has never won the Royal rumble. She's been taking a lot of losses 
And I got to be honest with you. I didn't. I'm still going to go with Becky Lynch. Because I just don't know how much Bailey, how good she's been. And I think that might be part of it. So I'm actually going to go with Becky Lynch here. Surprisingly, so I'm going kind of going against my gut. I kind of want to go Bailey. I don't think it's going to be Nia Jax, no. who's who is adding the stink face to her repertoire, and she got moves, man. It was actually attractive when she did it. I'm not going to lie. She's like, wow, look at that. I'm, I don't, but anyway, but yeah, I'm going to go Becky Lynch. She's winning, and she's I, winning I, you I, over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Becky Lynch. Um, no, no, I'm gonna go Bailey. Oh my god! <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm that going Bailey. That's and I think she faces. I I forgot her name. Not Eos Carrie Sane or Oscar, the other one. Eosky. And yeah, I, I think Eosky and Bailey is one of your main event is one of your championship matches at WrestleMania. And Rhea and Becky can get it done in a different way, right? Or maybe you have it. a triple threat match with Nia. So yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go go back with Bailey. Bailey Bailey's my choice. There you go. All right. Oh. I just I just erased Becky for you, and then I put in Bailey, and mine was Bailey to begin with. So we're even. Thank there. God I went first there. Then I couldn't have done that. <laughs> I literally talked myself out of it right on air in front of you, good people, because I didn't think about that match nearly as much as I should have. I, yeah, I just think um, I looked at the past winners and they have yet to repeat any. So I think it's Bailey's time. And that way, also, it adds a little bit more shine on that match where it's Women's Royal Rumble winner Bailey against EO Sky. And, you know, Bailey's the baby face. And, um, you know, it adds a little bit more luster to that match. So I, I definitely think they're going to go that route. Becky and Rhea Ripley, they don't need any of that. Like those two going at each other at this point, that's going to sell itself. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Bailey's going to win that. Any surprise entrance you think? Anybody I would think, name? I think AJ Lee is the one that's been widely spec, widely speculated, and yeah. she might even be somebody that could win. To be honest with you, I'm I'm not going to have the balls to pick her, but AJ yeah. Lee, I guess, is, would be the one that most people are speculating. Other than that, who have you heard? Any? You have any ideas or any speculations? Uh, AJ Lee definitely came up. Um, you know who I'm wondering if, if they might actually appear? Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill is another one. Um, in fact, I saw a graphic today, and Jade Cargill was in there, and I totally forgot she was in WWE. But I think you're going to see her. You're probably going to see a couple NXT. I, I don't know the NXT women's division that well, so I wouldn't be able to help. But, um, right. you know, I, I, I think it's going to be fun. It, it's going to be a good Royal Rumble. The women have done a great job with the Royal Rumble over the years. They really have. It's amazing what this women's division has become. They are not just the women's division. Well, they are the women's division, but you know what I mean? Um, it's bona f- There's bona fide multiple storylines. You know, in the beginning, it had to have the title involved or no one really seemingly got any real time to build their characters. Now, Triple H has worked it where they have a women's division where you can have th- three, four, five storylines of the women's division happening, not always with a with a title involved. So, again, you know, WWE, say what you want, even during the Vince days, what they did with the women's division and what they've done for women's wrestling over the last decade or so has been incredible, and they deserve credit. 
Um, yeah, spot on, man. Like I, I can't say it any better myself. It's it's as good as it gets. They've really made it a like a huge and viable portion of of their programming, and it's great. So, yeah. all right, on now let's do the the undisputed universal WWE championship of the world. So if we're talking about the world title match here, the universal championship, as I mentioned, Roman against LA Knight against Randy Orton and then against AJ Styles in a fatal four-way match here that really unfolded in an entertaining way. Um, I just love like Nick Aldous, his like his involvement in SmackDown. It's like had something to it. Um, Heyman's been great, of course, and now we're about to venture into a new chapter here with Rome. In regards to this match, I thought all over and I've gone back and forth quite a bit. Uh, I'm gonna go with Roman. Well, there's the deal. Is this maybe the time? I don't think. This is one of those times that you think maybe. There's only been about three of them. I think Cody was one. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, and then this one. I don't most people knew Sammy was losing that match last year. Yeah. No one thought Kevin Owens was ever beaten beating Roman. No one thought Jey Uso was beating Roman. No one thought Ellie Knight was really beating Roman. That one was close to a maybe. Just maybe catching lightning in a bottle, something crazy, but not really. This one is one of the maybes, but I think it's less of a maybe than in Drew McIntyre was, and certainly the Cody ones. This is much less of a maybe than that. Also, I don't know if they want to take this title off of Roman in such a way where he doesn't get his shoulders pinned. I think that really sells off that moment, right? His shoulders being pinned, and him losing this title in a four-way dance is just something I don't think Triple H would do because how historic this run has been. I certainly don't think he would lose his title in that manner with RKO hitting AJ Styles with... You know, pinning, hitting AJ Styles with an RKO and pinning him, and that's how Roman loses his title. I can't see this historic run being ended like that. So that's why I I, I was battling back between Randy Orton and Roman Reigns for really since I knew it was happening. At the end of the day, I don't think they take the title off of Roman in a four-way dance. So I am with you. I am going with Roman Reigns. Yeah, to me, it's the safest bet. But I'll say this. He broke it down beautifully. But say Randy hitting the RKO, if just previous to him hitting the RKO, for some reason, The Rock is there and distracts and or gets involved with Roman, and that's what springboards them to their feud, that's the only way it happens. It's the only way. But I agree with you otherwise. It's just... I, um, Roman, I think, is going to win, but that would be the only way that they could justify him not getting pinned in that moment. But I don't think they're going to do it. No, I, I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I think they're going to pull. 
I will say this. I think Roman wins with outside interference from the bloodline. That's the only thing I, I will say that. And that's going to piss a lot of people off because it's been the same thing over and over and over again. And do you think Roman's going to pull out that move where he stacks them? Wow. That'd be wild. You'd have to probably do. That'd be weird looking, man. (laughs) No, you could do one this way, one that way. So you would do Randy Orton, right? LA Knight. Or either one of those two, but probably that way. And then AJ would be on top, right? You'd probably go from biggest to smallest. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an architect, but I think you're right. Who who did it? Who, did did because yeah, Danielson was on top of Edge. You got to yeah. go largest to smallest. Yeah. But wait a minute. If that was the case, though, wouldn't wouldn't wait a minute. Wouldn't technically the guy, the, the, the guy in the middle be the one getting the pin? Remember what remember what happened when he paid, when he did that to Edge and, and yeah. Danielson? People were like, well, wait a second. So I would argue Edge should have won. I would argue Daniel Bryan should have won that match. There is Daniel Bryan has got screwed. He did lose a loser. Leave. He did lose a retirement match a couple weeks later in a one-on-one match to Roman. So it didn't wouldn't have mattered, but just say, yeah, <clears throat> unbelievable. All right. So here's the big one, folks. Men's Royal Rumble. Who is finishing their story? Is it going to be Cody Rhodes? Who? Or is it going to be CM Punk? Huh? Or is it going to be our truth? We don't know, but we're going to try to dissect it for you right here. Vladi Dottie. I guess I'm going. Or am I going first? You're going first, right? No, I would go first. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with CM Punk as the winner. Uh, yeah, see, here we go. Mockery. I don't mock your picks. <laughs> Who are you going to pick? Cody. Any reason you want to you want to elaborate on why you're picking Punk? <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm waiting to be mocked for my pick. I already I, look, I already I already appeared to make the motion of jerking off when you said CM Punk. That's enough. I think that's enough of the mocking. It's over. The moment okay. passed. Now give us your reasoning. And by the way, CM Punk's probably the odds-on fri- favorite for right. the record. So yeah, I don't yeah, blame you and- for picking Punk. Uh, yeah, to me, this all lines up, especially with uh, uh, Seth Rollins coming out of Raw, explaining that he's going to mm-hmm. do everything he can to go and wrestle WrestleMania. Um, it's the surefire way. They've already alluded to it between Rollins and Punk. They're also setting the table otherwise for different you know, interactions within the actual match with McIntyre, Punk, of course, and then you also have Cody now a Punk. So. You know, they're showing that everybody is surrounded by enemies at this point. And and Triple H is doing a masterful job of this. And I just think there's, you know, it adds a bit, like we were talking about Bailey winning, and it adds a little bit something to the match. Nothing outshines The Rock versus Roman, maybe versus Cody if they do a three-way. You go and put the return of Punk in his first Royal Rumble returning and winning. That's a major moment. You know, some people absolutely don't believe that he deserves it, I'm sure. 
However, in terms of the story with Rollins, now he gets to choose Rollins. They have history. They have chemistry in the in the ring and and, and on the mic and promos. I mean, it's very real. You feel it, and I think it's great. I'm looking forward to it. I just I kind of wish Rollins was 100. percent Um, but that's my my choice, man. Charles Montgomery Punk, CM Punk, for the win. Well, he's the odds-on favorite. I think a lot of people think he's going to win. I think that's probably the best bet. But who, who are your favorites? You, you got CM Punk. You got Cody Rhodes. Is there any way The Rock shows up and gets and gets to pick Roman Reigns? You know, that, that's the it, question. That definitely not. You think there's no there's you think do you think there's no chance that Rock gets let me ask you this, do you think there's a chance that Rock is in the match? That's what I'm saying. I I think the is there the rock maybe the rock shows up, number 30 comes in, cleans house, kicks everybody. I I don't know what kind of pop he would get. I'm sure he'd get the big pop, but I think it's so weird. There's there would be three people that literally would probably be split in thirds of the audience of who they'd want to see win that match between those three men. Do you think and, there's a chance that they could bring the rock back, but he doesn't win it? But it sets the table for the bloodline feud. No. Okay. Do you think the rock's coming back and you're gonna job in Royal Rumble? Come on. Come on. Uh I give you this moment at some point you have uh, Jimmy J, Solo Sokoa, and The Rock all in the ring together. Oh, I think there's going to be a whole thing where you, you have the whole family in there. It's going to be, they're going to do some big things here. And well, how do gonna, they do that unless, unless The Rock is in the match? That's what I'm asking. I don't think, I think he has to win the Royal Rumble. If he shows up, he's winning. Okay. That that's one. I I I think it would be honestly preposterous. I did even think that they would even consider jobbing him out at a Royal Rumble. I really. I would. If he's showing up, he's winning. Um, the thing is, though, is that I think a lot of people there are going to want to see CM Punk win that, and a lot of people there are going to want to see Cody Rhodes win that. Yeah. And it wouldn't be that much, um, well received as you may think a, a Rock winning a Royal Rumble would be. If it was any other year, maybe. But to my my pick, CM Punk writes itself with, with Seth Rollins, as you said. But so does Cody and Roman. And everyone wants to know, well, what do you do with Cody and Roman and The Rock if The Rock is going to be there? Because I want Roman Reigns. And that could be a predicament in which they write. Maybe you do have a triple threat match. So, no, I 100% am picking Cody Rhodes. Because you can't, Cody can't get to SmackDown unless he gets that, he, he wins this match. He can't get to Roman in any way, shape, or form unless he wins this match. And unless you have a backup plan for Cody, of, a, of maybe wrestling somebody else, maybe Drew McIntyre or, or whoever, or I don't know. Unless you have another backup plan not involved with the bloodline of Roman at all, they, Cody Rhodes has to win this match. Because he can't get to Roman in any other way. So my thing was, my choice was, are they putting Cody on the back burner and he's finishing his story at SummerSlam? Or is he going to be involved? I'm betting he's going to be involved. And I am betting that Cody Rhodes, who smacked down that ass last night on Raw on CM Punk, 
cutting the same promo we cut in AEW two years before. Almost to the day, by the way, folks. Almost to the damn day. No bullshit. Look it up. <laughs> Cody Rhodes has to win this match to get to Roman. There's no other way that would make sense unless you really have to come be creative. And sometimes it gets stupid. And Triple H, I think he's so he thinks about that. And he's thinking about that extra th- extra moment. And also, let's see him punk earn it. He's had two matches since he's been back. Let's see him earn it a little bit. So now the question is, is my bias anti-CM Punk vibe the reason? Or am I making a hell of a lot of sense, Vladi? I'm not sure which one it is. But I damn well know Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, is going to win his second Royal Rumble in a row joining the likes of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, and we finally have a different of difference of opinion here at the 2024 Royal Rumble. Either way, I cannot freaking wait. This is as excited as I have been for WrestleMania season since I was a since probably two I would say what was that 2001. That build up that that WrestleMania 17 which to me from a creative perspective, was a peak uh, for WWE. It was uh, just one of the great moments, probably the best moment, uh, you know, the, the peak of that Attitude Era was 2001. Um, and, you know, then Stone Cold turned heel. I don't know what happened after that. But anyway, <laughs> but at the end of the day here, you have, I got nothing but love and, and, and respect where, Triple H has brought Triple H has brought this company and this is exciting times in WWE. It really, really is. And look, I'm wearing an AEW shirt. You can actually like both. Sorry. You're confusing a lot of people with that statement. Wait a minute. Is he saying something nice about WWE, but he's wearing an AEW shirt? What? 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 I thought he was an e-drone. I'd call them fat neck beards, but I'm fat and have a neck beard, so I can't say that. Mm. So, yeah. CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. I am overly excited. Please do not text me Saturday night. Please. Don't even mention anything. I don't want to hear a peep from you Saturday night. I plan on tagging you after every match. I'm staying off social media, and I'm watching it Sunday morning. Ah, it's it is what it is. No, I understand. But it's going to be fun, and I'm just going to smoke a bunch of pot, and (laughs) probably not cut that part out. I will, but I'll cut that part out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic night with I think a lot of surprises. Um, if I had a second guess, second I would pick. CM Punk, and then my third choice would be The Rock. But Cody got my choice. I'm I'm riding with the American Nightmare because he's more CM Punk than CM Punk is. Oh my God! So in love with anybody that goes against CM Punk. It's like you have the biggest crush on CM Punk, but just are hoping he notices you. Have you heard my comments about the Young Bucks recently? (laughs) I might, I might, I might dislike them as much as you at this point in time. It's impressive. 
it's really impressive. Um, and, and you know what? I, I had a, I had a smirk, man. If you look at uh, WWE's uh, YouTube channel and look at you know look for Punk and Rhodes's uh, segment, yeah, they're well over. You know, it, uh, what the hell is it? I think they're over a million views at least. Actually, I can tell you right now. Uh, yeah, they're well over a million views after like eighteen hours. Is what I saw. Is that a and lot? It's funny. Don't they usually do like one hundred and fifty million half of these things? Hold that thought. So basically, then you have. A week later from the Bucks segment, they're at a total of 98,000 views. And it's just, it's a microcosm. Like, you know, you had these huge, powerful entities from AEW highlighted on two different shows. And then I just love seeing that Cody and uh, Punk moment just hit a home run with it, man. It was just great. Once in a whole, let's let's talk before we get out of here today, and we'll get through in this now. We'll, maybe you have enough content for the pop for a full podcast now. Yay! I don't know. I was a little disappointed. I, it wasn't bad. It was good. It had some really great moments, but I didn't feel like it was either of their best. Um, that's a fair statement. Um, you made a good like point. This. You made a good point today. I'm going to give that? you credit. Oh, that's awesome. I love credit. You made a good point by saying CM Punk is still being nice CM Punk. The gloves haven't come off yet. And he gets a little bitey. It's getting hot in here. Corny. Spicy. He said spicy the other week. He's corny, dude. Corny Malouk. Corny Malouk Punk. It's my ne- That's my new one. Uh, cult, master, cult master was better. cult master was the one I called it because a lot of his fans are act like they're in a cult, but that's okay. But I it just it, the niceties in the beginning I could have done without. Um, but it was something to build like okay there there is somewhat of a friendship there. Cody does not love CM Punk at all. I if you I mean he, he doesn't he doesn't go out and really talk shit on CM Punk, but I just heard an, an interview today back from 2000, I believe 19, possibly 2018. It was one of Jericho's first uh well, first two cruises. And he was telling a story about and he was kind of talking shit on CM Punk. I don't forget what the story was, but he was talking shit on certain people and acting like they were, you know, leaders whatever whatever. And, of course, Jericho, who does not like CM Punk, clearly. If we didn't know that, we certainly know it now. Oh, CM Punk. And, he, and, and, and Cody was saying, well, I was trying not to name names, kind of joking around. And, and, and Jericho was like, I'll name names. This is my cruise. And then they proceeded to tell the same story that we heard RVD tell about how, how Booker T threw the rapper on the ground. After CM Punk said, as a locker room leader, I want everyone to clean up after their garbage and put your teeth through the wrapper on the ground. That's hilarious. It's on our YouTube page in a short if anyone wants to go over there and check it out. In fact, I'll put it there instead of my storytelling, I'll play it. Eh? That's great. Incorporating our shorts with our with our videos. So, I yeah, knew that. I, call, I, and by the way, he called him, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So he calls himself a locker room leader and he's not owning it yet. 
Well, he lied about it and said he didn't say it at all. He li- he's a, it means he's a liar, right? I, I guess so, yeah. He's uh, he's on an episodic show that I don't know what's true and what's real, so I'm going depending on what lines they have. So I guess if he's if he has to go out there and tell the truth with each and every word, he lied. No, time out. Time out. When you're doing the shoot work type thing that Drew McIntyre was doing, there should be some honesty there now. It wasn't like he was talking about getting the shield to jump somebody. This isn't, we're not talking kayfabe. They were, they were bringing in real life situations into that promo. So I don't think they would lie. I don't think he'd be dishonest about that. I think he literally doesn't want people to think that or what have you. I don't know, but look, he's, he's kind of a dick period. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way there. And Cody also said in that interview, there's a certain demo that it worked with. What do you think he meant by that? A certain demo. People from Chicago. <laughs> oh. I think we know what we're talking about. So who's the demo? Why don't you stop being coy? The fair sex. Ah, Okay. Yeah, Cody was very careful with his word the way he said it. So to that point, they're not a long-lost best friends. Cody knows exactly what happened and what went down in AEW. He knows firsthand what everything that happened. He talks to Matt and Nick every, uh, very often from what they say. I mean, not very often, but he still catches up with them. He talked to him the other day in an interview. He said, oh, I was talking to him the other day. So they actually still talk. So they're not really on horrible, bad blood. Perhaps Cody and Tony, I think that might be an icy situation, but it, it seems like Cody and the Bucks have continued to be fr- to continue to be friendly. Um, so, look, Cody is very proud of AEW, wants AEW to succeed. Uh, and he also heard, had Cody coming out, oh, all, oh, thinking about me again, aren't, th- all about me, right? Basically saying Punk's all about himself again. So there's some things there with Cody that whether he really feels that way or not is not, I'm not, don't want to speculate too much, but he's using it anyway. He's using a little bit of that. And, you know, when it's, it's interesting, CM Punk said, I'm more the American dream than you are. I'm surprised Cody didn't start crying. Did 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 he start tearing up early? You know what? As soon as somebody mentions his dad, the tears start welling up. I would just bring up his dad in the middle of, of, of him wrestling you. And he'll just start crying. He can't emotionally contain himself while you wrestle him. Yeah. You just slap on whatever move you want after he breaks down into fetal position and starts crying. Somebody <laughs> Dusty Rhodes' name. It's just too much. It's just every time, man. You know they're going to say it. Remember Seth Rollins in the in the hell of the cell? He came out wearing pa- the polka dots. Yeah, <laughs> Seth Rollins was on fire that year, man. That was the year Co- he was Roman. Cody, 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 Cody. That was when I really started liking Seth Rollins. Well, actually, I started really loving Seth Rollins and realized that he's on another level than anyone else in the company when he had his feud with Edge, and the way he made how he put Edge over, particularly in that. Hell in a Cell match, I think they had over in Saudi Arabia. 
wow. And I was like, well, Seth Rollins is on another level right now than anybody else in that company. And he has carried that out to the point where he was that once he got that song, it was over because the people sang with it. And then people appreciated how good and how much he's done in the ring and how much of a workhorse he's been. And look, people know what he did for Cody in that Hell in a Cell match, too. I mean, Seth Rollins has got to give him all the credit in the world. And he, to me, he's made the world championship the most prestigious of the, of the two. And I know I'm in the minority there because I can say that about Roman, what have you. Well, because it's a title that's out there all the time. It's a title that no one has been able to get off him. And Seth Rollins is literally the only person who, to have a win on Roman Reigns in a one-on-one match this entire run. Seth Rollins beat him. Don't ever forget that. That's an unfinished story. And Seth Rollins, it sucks that his knees hurt, but as we reported yesterday before he went on air, we, we, we particularly me, haha, we had mentioned, and as we shift over to Seth Rollins, we, I had mentioned it looks like it's going to be a grade two tear just because of the way he was acting last week and a grade two tear is six to eight weeks. Seth Rollins came out last night. Got everyone scared in the Fosse saying, oh, uh, we just don't know what's happening. Da, 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 da. But I could kind of tell when, when, as he was walking out there, it was going to be all good. You know what I mean? And then he said, you didn't let me finish. Nothing's going to keep me out of whatever. So Seth will have to probably take about a month or so off in, of in-ring competition, maybe a month and a half. But that still puts him in plenty of time before WrestleMania, just like we suggested. And when Vladdy Dottie, you see all these whack job a-holes, dirt sheet writers saying he's relinquishing the title and he's going to be out for, for months. And he might, some were even suggesting he was going to retire. And I'm like, guys, MCL's not that big of a deal. Chill out. And so if he was a horse, they would have shot him. Yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> So we kind of brought some truth to the situation there because some is really easy to get the IWC all riled up with misinformation. Right. Brian Alvarez. Speaking of which, what happened with Brian Alvarez? You mentioned something to me in the tweet. What happened? Um, he, he did something on the, I guess the uh, wrestler, uh, wrestler observer radio show that they have. And he said that, um, okay, I'll give you the, the term that he used, I texted you this a little bit earlier, but one second, man. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on, um, he, he sort of broke a story and he, the quote was, it was quote unquote, he was told the reason they got rid of the records and rankings in AEW was because that's what punk wanted. And I'm like, again, your punk is involved in WrestleMania season on the competition. He doesn't put out there any of his, you know, his supposed sources. It's probably Nicholas and Matthew, let's be honest. And then he goes on their show and he says this. But the problem I have with this is that's what punk wanted is what you were stating. My question is, what did Tony Khan want to do with his own company? At one point, do you start like looking at Tony Khan as being a responsible party, responsible owner, and having the say in the direction of his own company versus saying, oh, that, that locker room cancer wanted to get away with the ranking rankings? Well, Tony Khan had the ultimate decision there. Why don't you say, hey, Tony Khan was influenced by that guy? 
much in a way he's influenced by our guys, by the way, but whatever. You know, it just, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. You know, like Tony Khan should own that. And, you know, the thing is, too, it's like, you know, I've made comments about that, you know, just sort of in passing in some of the shows, like whatever happened to the ranking thing, like what, you know, this, and you know what, maybe he did it irritate and punk thought it was stupid. But again, if Tony Khan liked it, had it there for a reason, says, you know what, punk live with it. We'll deal with it. But again, he lives rent free with certain clicks over there. They got to keep on bringing up his name. You know, it just, it's, it's so odd to me, the entire situation. Well, I a hundred percent agree with you. You know, imagine saying, imagine blaming a wrestler. Now you could certainly say punk had an influence on, Tony Khan, but at the end of the day, it's like they're all afraid to criticize Tony Khan. Like all the wrestlers are afraid to criticize Tony Khan, or I'm sorry, the the, the upper wrestlers because yeah. he's signing the checks. Exactly. So CM Punk is the bad guy, but yeah, Tony Khan, the buck stops with you. No pun intended. It stops with you. You are in charge. You are supposed to be the adult. You're not. You're a spoiled little rich kid who gets to play with real-life dolls. And until you start booking better and being a real man about your business and a real businessman and a real boss and not just this manipulated mark, twerp, that other wrestlers have called you, that's what we're going to get. Oh, it's, it's the wrestler's fault. It's the wrestler's fault. No, at the end of the, it, it, you know, it's not about fault. It's about responsibility. CM Punk wasn't the owner. And the guy is about to have a high profile, probable main event at WrestleMania. And the Bucks can't draw what? What'd you say they drew? 98,000? Yeah, in, in a week. 98,000 views on their big return interview. Should have been huge. And I liked it. People don't care about them like you, dude, Meltzer and Alvarez. Now, look, you're right. And it, it's frustrating to me because Tony Khan is the responsible one, whether we like to admit it or not. And when I see these AEW fans, these AEW sycophants defend the guy, saying, I can't believe you guys don't care what he tweets and da 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 da, your fake outrage. There's no outrage. It's an embarrassment, and it takes away from the product on the television. It takes away from Samoa Joe. It takes away from Christian and Edge. Sorry. Christian and Adam Copeland. It takes away from your stars you're trying to build up because wrestling fans are not talking about them. They're talking about Tony Khan tweeting like a 15-year-old girl. That's not responsible behavior. But they're afraid to say it. And Alvarez and Meltzer, they've been a little more critical of their booking as of late. They're probably going to love it now because Meltzer loves New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that's what AEW is really patenting themselves after in in great respect. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm dying to see the Meltzer Award for Booker of the Year. I'm dying to see if he gives it to Tony Khan. Dying. If he does, you know it's rigged and it's fucked. If you didn't know it by now. 
Yeah, that's going to be the biggest telltale sign because even last year we were like, ah, you know, how could he go and give it to Tony? You know, it was like, and then he gave it to Tony. We're like, okay, Triple H wasn't there the entire year plus Vince, blah, blah, blah. This, it's been an entire year pretty much of Triple H. And it's not even close, man. Oh, no. Anyone that suggests that it's close is, is a buffoon. Now, if you don't like, tw- you know, storylines and you don't like promos and you'd rather see, you know, 60% of your television show actually entering, performing, sometimes 70% entering, performing, then you're not going to like WWE. And that's fine. Right. But you can't say it's bad for what they're doing. What For what WWE is doing, they have been brilliant at it. Like you said before, everything that we hated about WWE over the last decade, Triple H came in and fixed it or was in the process of fixing it over the last year, and so many of it's gone. It, it's, it's, it's astounding, the difference in product. I mean, we knew it was going to be better, but we didn't know it was going to be this much better. At least I did. Yeah. And, he, so, and he's, utilize, he's utilizing his roster beautifully. That's the other thing. Where Tony has a comparable, very good roster himself, and it doesn't seem like, to me, he's doing even half as much. And yeah, they didn't even break 100,000 views after a week. Yeah, People, hate, people are so indifferent to them. It's amazing, man. They've really, like... <laughs> and the crowd goes mild! <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh no, man, no. we got we have uh, just even the way that the and the Yug Bucks had they bit the big return and nobody even cared. It's just funny and it sucks because they need to be heavy lifters here on t- on screen. They need to have a really oh, good yeah. 2024. They really do. Or why are they still in the position that they're in? Just because they started the company? Right. And if that's the case, the, okay. They need to stir the pot like on camera pretty well, be involved in a couple segments at least. They need to, when they add to their group, it's got to be more than Cutler and just bullshit comedy. This has got to be like a little different. I, I'm telling you, man, I the the better faction would have been Adam Cole with the Bucks, Wardlow, and Jack Perry. That would have been a much better faction. It would have been a 10 times better faction and legit somehow. A lot more than yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we're all over the place. This is like my ADHD on steroids with you, Vladi. <laughs> Jump. That's what that's what we like to do. We're in long form now. We knocked out our Royal Rumble picks. We got our videos. Now we get to sit back and smooth for the good people on Spotify. Hit, hit that follow button, by the way, guys. Follow us. We'll we'll put you to sleep with our sexy, soulful sounds. Go ahead, Vladi. Give him voices. Yeah, there you go, Vladi. But yeah, the the young bucks needed really need to have do some heavy lifting on screen. Um, I, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to call this right now. If at some point it's the Young Bucks, Cutler, and Colt Cabana, I'm going to be so friggin' annoyed, man. But they, can, they should call themselves they should, anti-CM Punk. It might as well. That's what I'm saying. And, I, and it's like, I, I think it's a 50-50 shot that you're going to see that. 
Yeah, I think the Young Bucks need to build something on their own. Right. They need to build something good without Kenny. And then Kenny's not going to be around. He might even have to retire, which is a whole other thing. It's up in the air right now. Um, I I saw some report this week that he was so inflamed that they had to push off any sort of surgery. So he's not he's not having an easy time with this. And no, it's it's, it's really uh, bad. It got really bad it, quick. Um, right. And, and and you know what? Honestly, I thought of it. It's like we we may have seen his last match. It's possible. We definitely saw the last of the great Kenny Omega, I believe. Just because of the way he was talking, every time he talked about his work. He was talking about how he can't do things anymore. I think, I don't know if Kenny ever was really back when he came back, ever was really back to where he was. And I don't know if he wrestled like, he had some great matches, particularly with Osprey. Yeah. But I don't know if Kenny wrestled with the same confidence that he had prior. The, the You know, the several years prior I was watching him and I was considering him the best wrestler in the world. So I think I, I think we're never going to get those great matches. Certainly, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega is never going to happen again. Right, which is the, the biggest bummer. And this is yeah. I did actually. I just thought about that. That's fun. That's depressing. I mean, I'm over. I'm going to be over as soon as we're going to talk. But that is depressing. And why? I don't want to blame Tony on this too much with Kenny because Kenny had to take a break right away. But damn, Kenny should have had a match with Danielson before this happened. He really should have. I'm glad Kenny was able to wrestle Max and have a really good match with him. I honestly would have, I almost wish Kenny won that match, to be honest with you. It's sort of, uh, you know, you think about when, when they did that match, you and I are like, what are they doing? Why are they rushing this? Blah, blah, blah. And maybe behind the scenes, Kenny knew it was like, all right, you know, we got to, you know, touch, touch that base. I need to have a match with him before this next few steps in, you know, his life there. I hope that's what it was. But I just think what happened was, is like, oh, shoot, he's almost a year. How long do you have it, Kenny? Oh, man, he's about to break your record. We got to make a big uh, deal about that. That's how I fight. think that came about. No. <laughs> Tony, okay, you guys now fight. There's something to fight about. Oh, shit. Oh, good. All right, you know what? I'm a matchmaker. Yeah. You know we're going to do that? We're going to have Kenny and MJF wrestling. Oh, at the pay-per-view? No. No. On Wednesday. Like like, like, like a week from now? Like a week from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Everyone's going to love it. You, 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 just, you just booked MJF and Kenny for a Dynamite? You know, we for on a random Wednesday a week from now. Yeah, I'm a great booker. I'm smart. Let's fucking go. Oh God! But the point of this is, is that Tony waited and waited and waited and waited, not just with Kenny and Brian Danielson, but waited with so many things. You know, maybe tomorrow doesn't come for a lot of people for whatever reason. This is hopefully not career-threatening to Kenny. But let's just hope he gets out of this okay and can have a normal life. He may never he, – he's never going to wrestle Brian Danielson. He's never going to wrestle a lot of guys that we wanted to see. And a lot of people aren't going to wrestle who we wanted to see. 
because Tony Khan is a fucking twat. So stop wasting the day. Carpe diem. You f- okay, Tony? Stop wasting time. Get the marquee matches up. Spitfire. I don't need to see Daniel Garcia in the main event every week. I don't need to see Sky Blue every week. I don't need to, I need to see marquee matchups and marquee feuds. And you don't do it. And you waste time. And now we're never going to get Kenny and Brian Danielson. Thanks, Tony. You fuck. Fuck you, Tony. His I'm getting that pissed off. I can't believe we're not getting that match. And I was there live for that match for the for the first Kenny and Danielson match. And uh, looks like I'm going to be the only one. I'm going to be at the only one that we ever see in this stage. I'm sure there's a bunch of indie shit, you know, where they're thumb wrestling and whatnot. Literally, they thumb wrestled in one so of their man, matches. Your impact on live matches is incredible, man. I mean, it just like you. Kenny versus Danielson there. And previous to that, you had Owen and Stone Cold and Draws. It's like you're the Prince of Death. Wait a minute. Kenny didn't get hurt in the Danielson match. Yeah, it's probably the night he ended up starting to feel sick. What are you talking about? Diverticulitis or whatever he's got. No, I wasn't there. I was there too. I'm talking about two years ago at the first uh, Grand Slam. Yeah, their first like match. The kiss of de- yeah, yeah the, that was like the kiss of death. You were in there. You didn't get like, sick then. It was two years ago. That's when, rumor has it that's when it started. Are you serious? Yeah. That's shoot. Yeah. As soon as your ticket got scanned that night, that was the kiss of death. Yeah, for those of you who are oh, are possibly unaware, I was live in attendance for Stone Cold's neck injury with Owen Hart. And I was also there when D'Lo Brown um, had an accident with Draws. A lot of people are speculating it was that I don't I don't know who took the heat on that one. I don't know if it was Draws or D'Lo, but um yeah, I was there for Draws's God rest his soul. I was there for his injury. I'm not taking the like heat for Kenny, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Oh, um, I know, I know. Nobody got almost paralyzed. Nobody got paralyzed or almost paralyzed. My last yeah. wrestling match, I went wrestling event I went to. So yeah, so like, w- let me ask you this: with the Bucks thing, and their their uh, you know their rise to new power here with this new sort of angle that they got going. Yeah. It's hard for me to like sort of envision them with whatever they're going to add to this group, and how does that compete with like the Callis family? Because to me, like the Callis family is becoming like a near perfect sort of faction, especially for AEW. Not for nothing, they need a tag team, don't they? Who the Callis family? Yeah. Uh, unless you consider Aussie open when that guy comes back. But. I can't believe and, that kid's 6'4", dude. He's going to be a beast at 20, right. 23-year-old, Fletcher. Yeah. Dude, he's going to be a monster star in this business. I'm telling you that right now. I I, I thought he was great beforehand. Now that I know his size, WWE's going to – I can't wait for WWE to get them in three years. Yeah, it's going to be great. They're just going to take Fletcher and tell the other guy to stay there. <laughs> he, he's getting better on the mic. He's not terrible. 
Yeah. And you know what? Like, what's really important is like the uh, appearance and consistent appearance of Will Ospreay. And, and it goes beyond having him like having him to wrestle each and every event. It just getting him on the microphone, being part of the show, being there with the Callis family. Like, I don't, I, I don't see what the Bucks can do to go and even try to compete with that. So. Can't beat him, join him. I, I, that's what I'm wondering if the Bucks would be a good. Because it looks like Fletcher's kind of on his own. He, I believe he has um, he has the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, doesn't he? Or he has he has one of those. He has he has a Ring of Honor but, title. Did Did Callis get him a painting? Like, is he officially in? <laughs> I don't know yet. No, I think that during that one segment, did did Callis present him with a painting? He didn't. Was he even oh, out he there though? Not. Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah, when Sammy came out. And I don't. Uh, I don't know. Jericho I don't think gear. he did get a painting. Okay. If he got a painting, he would definitely be in. That's. I think he's in. I, uh, he's gonna be. Someone's got to take the losses, and he's young. He's big, and he can learn a lot from some some good people. Okay. I would not mind Callis and the Bucks. You can work some magic there as heels with those guys. I really think that. And a lot of people don't think the Bucks are great heels. I don't. Even they're good baby faces. Are you kidding me? Now, I don't look. They haven't been good in years. Let's see if they're good at anything right now, except for <laughs> their their in ring. I mean, they they have good matches and their little triples. Their two triple tag. Their their two triple tag team title rings. Those are had. trios, man. Trios. Yeah, the trios titles. The the two insignificant runs they had that lasted about a month and a half. It was so important to get those belts out there. And now they're all in one faction. Yeah, no, it's like that's six belts there. Hey, man, everyone in the faction has a championship. That's a pretty darn. They all got belts. And none of them are significant. Yeah, and honestly, like, Bullet Club shouldn't be the ones with the uh, Ring of Honor ones. They should just combine the two. I, honestly, you should just combine the two companies at this point, point in time because we're seeing how many Ring of Honor matches. I mean, any yeah. t- every time Eddie Kingston's on TV, which I love Eddie Kingston, don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm not uh, I'm not 100 sold on, on on how this whole Eddie Kingston thing is. is I think it's silly. I, it's like he has one championship, but he has three belts because he defends them all at the same exact time all the time, right? And the one. Is it a belt that he defends, or is it a title you win, or in a tournament you win? And I really would think I would have been. It would have been cooler too, if there was a significant show. Maybe the Wembley show can be that show, but they should have that tournament, and the winner goes to the main event in that for Wembley. That's what they should do. Make that tournament. You want to make it mean something? Go main event Wembley. Yeah. You know, having a two set two secondary titles and a title that was never and a brand new title is not really that prestigious as they want it to seem. Eddie Kingston's putting it over great. God bless him, and he's great at it. But to me, you want it to be the G one. Well, you know what you do. You know what the G one's for, Vladdy? You win the G one, you main event the biggest show of the year. It's like the Royal Rumble, but it's a tournament. Yeah. And quite frankly, right. I like that. The Royal Rumble's great. It's fun. But, I mean, honestly, a lot of it's going to be boring. 
people yeah. kicking it, you know? Like the yeah. battle royals aren't great. It's all about the surprises and it's and it's about the last 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. These tournaments are great because it's literally a piss break. Yeah. But the thing is, you you leave and then all of a sudden you're gonna see Stone Cold Steve Austin show up at like 17. You're like, ah. Shit. Thought it was gonna be Carlito. Thought it was gonna be Ty Dillinger. He's gonna be there. That's the rumor. There's number 10. That'd be stupid. He already already did that. They already did that. He was number 10 a couple years back. He's sort of synonymous with it. It's his thing. He did uh he I don't know if he will, because he acknowledged it. And usually when wrestlers acknowledge he uh, tweeted someone asking if he's going to be in this year, and he retweeted it with his eyeballs like that, like eyeballs watching. Yeah. I don't. I think if he was trying to keep it a secret, he wouldn't have tweeted if he if he was going to show up. So I don't necessarily think Dillinger will be there a hundred percent, just because the way he acknowledged it was a little weird. Okay. Like usually when the wrestler acknowledges it, they never show up. Ah, uh, okay. Doesn't really care about Dillinger. He got a big pop the last time. I'm sure he'll get a nice pop. I think so. All surprises do. And he was a little bit of, he had this organic uh, rise. He had like the underdog vibe to him. Yeah, like honestly, there was another one that Triple H used well. Good hand. Nicely. Yeah. Puts on a decent match. Fans <laughs> dig it. It is what it is. Absolutely. Well, it's WrestleMania season. It was a great, nice <laughs> podcast. Vladdy Dotty got our Royal Rumble picks in. And just yeah. as I thought, I mean, I, I think you knew I was going with Cody. And I knew you were going with CM Punk. I think we both knew that, right? Yeah. I, I almost wanted to pick Punk just because I, I probably think he's going to win. But I really want Cody to win. And I think I convinced myself to think it made sense. So let's see what happens. I'm certainly going to be rooting for Cody, the roller coaster. Well, what if it were coming down to Cody and Drew McIntyre? Well, there's no way Drew McIntyre is winning, so it's. I'd still kind of be like, oh. I think you have to have Punk and Cody be the last two. But maybe not. I'd love it if Punk gets dumped after he's in there for five minutes. So odd, your thing with your tongue there. <laughs> You're like, I, another man is going to grab a man, throw him over, and dump him over. I'm going to take my tongue out. Well, don't re- don't forget, um, CM Punk, he's going to do a line from Commando. He planted it already. He told McIntyre. He told McIntyre, "You know what? I like you." He said something. I respect you, Drew. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna eliminate you last. Yeah, he's gonna eliminate him. Maybe four or five guys left. I don't think McIntyre is the last four. Frankly, and, and then McIntyre will be like, "Hey, you said you were gonna go and eliminate me last." And what will Punk say? No, 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 no. He doesn't say anything. Punk's gonna say, "Hey, remember when I told you? Remember when I told you?" I was going to eliminate you last. I lied. There you go. He's going to say that line after he eliminates Drew McIntyre. Mark my words, folks. And if you haven't seen Commando by Arnold Schwarzenegger, he had a guy named Sully, and he's like, you know, Sully, 
I like you, so I'm going to kill you last. And then he was holding him over. He was holding him over. He's holding the same guy about two scenes later over a cliff. Rosoli, remember when I said I was going to kill you last? Yeah, yeah, you did say that. You said that. I lied. And they just let him go. That that was a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger just killed whoever the frig he wanted to and had no F's to give. Yeah. So if you haven't you seen that movie. Killed, you remember when he killed the uh, final villain in that? The guy with the mustache? Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be my favorite Schwarzenegger movie. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was the as first kid, action movie I ever watched as a kid that I liked. As a kid, I love that movie. Yeah, i I kind of fell off with Schwarzenegger. I didn't love Predator. I didn't love a couple of the other ones for whatever reason. I just didn't get into it. Terminator. Terminator. Terminator Two. I like Terminator One. I didn't think was that great. It was cheesy. Terminator 2 is great. Terminator 2 is an all-time... It's probably a top-five action movie of all time. Commando's yeah. not. Commando just happens to be my favorite. Yeah. You know, speaking about action films, uh, I watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road the other night. Somewhat newer movie, right? Uh, the one villain guy sort of refers to himself as the Redeemer. I was like, son of a bitch. I'm like, that's where Miro got that. Yeah, well, he should get some airtime too now, right? <laughs> he should get a, maybe he progress should, things with him. He should get on TV before we like, forget about him. Like, like so. Okay, so he sent Elito Andrade Andrade Elito off, who might be showing up in WWE tomorrow on this this weekend as well. <laughs> Seriously, he might. Yeah. Um, Okada will not be, by the way, folks. I, I know we might have, have addressed this. Kazuchika Okada will not be in the Royal Rumble. His contract expires, I believe, next Wednesday, January 31st. The Royal Rumble is on, on January 27th. Oh. Do we so understand why he can't show up at the Royal Rumble? So so please don't give dirt sheet writers and these jerk off websites your attention if you see Akata going to W going debuting at Royal Rumble. They're lying to you to get your clicks. Period. Uh, Alvarez stated that uh Nick Khan did a backdoor deal with New Japan and got him out of the uh contract earlier. Are you serious? Nope. I just made that up. <laughs> they, I could hear them saying that. Right, right. And CM Punk brokered it. <laughs> yeah, because he speaks Japanese. CM Punk is trying to destroy AEW. <laughs> he made them a lot of money last year in merch sales. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, this has been a delightful episode. I like how we're long form again because we were doing the videos and we were kind of bop, 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 and we haven't been able to really schmooze about wrestling. I'm liking this long form. We hit our points. I'm liking where the high spots and cheap pops are going in 2024. Biggest year yet, Vladdy. Sounds good, man. Subscribers are growing each and every week for sure, so it's very cool to see that. Yeah, we've got some good videos, got some good interactions, and uh, again, really interacting a lot on, on our Facebook 
group and a couple other groups that I've been in trying to get the word out about our podcast and the things that we are trying to do here. We also are dropping these shorts, a lot of fun stuff. We're getting playlists. You can go back and see some of our comedy bits. Macho Man Randy Savage coming back. We're talking, we interviewed Cody Rhodes, Shad Khan, and Tony Khan. And we're actually going to be, at, at the, if you check it out, we just dropped another Shad and Tony Khan phone conversation. I don't know how we get these wonderful phone calls from Tony and Shad Khan. Or Shad Khan now, Shad Khan's bringing the reins a little bit on Tony. He's curious. He needs to get involved and see you soon. Oh, he has to steer his son right. He's losing $30 million a year. He can't. That's, that's not a viable business. Nothing to sneeze at. Well, I want you guys to hit the follow button if you're listening to us on Spotify. Hey, this is YouTube. Hey, hit the subscribe button. Interact with us. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to build this community. Let us know. You can actually follow me on Twitter at High Popper. We live brand new Twitter handle. We're going to be strictly professional wrestling. My other my other Twitter handle was uh, retired because I was blocked by too many good wrestlers. So much for watching High Spots and Cheap Pops. For Vladi Dottie, this is Silicon Steve Alley. Hit the subscribe button and let us know what you think. Thank you for watching. And here ended the lesson. <laughs>